And welcome back to episode 22 of the Retro Resolutions podcast. Uh, I'm Dylan. This is Matt. And today we are going to finish up our top 10 consoles list. Uh, so this is a part two of the top 10 consoles. We're going to... Uh, we what, Last time we made a, a, ten, a top 10 list. We made the list. And now we want to put it in order of, of best to least best of top 10 i mean top 10 is pretty good so that's right um, but before we get into our rankings as always i want to talk about what we've been playing uh and and get a check-in on the um the assignment game from last time uh so yeah. uh uh number one i'm gonna go first if that's all right absolutely this is it's your week all right. Uh, so one, I, I played a little bit of Shadow Dancer. I could stand to do a little bit more, but I did do it as you suggested. I used my arcade stick awesome. and played. I couldn't get past the first level, uh, which is the problem with arcade games is that, you know, if you can't get into it very far, it just kind of feels impossible. Um and I think that's yeah. so interesting because I think that, you know, me growing up with arcade games really being the thing and then those games getting translated to, you know, those were the hot games. So it was like, uh, but, but now, of course, there's so much different gaming diversity of what you can play and how you can play it. Uh, it's a different, it's it's really different. But for me, in my generation, I think it, yeah, it we didn't have a choice, you know, it was like, right. Shadow Dancer was the hot new game and you just kept plunking quarters till you, and that, and it was fun because, you know, at first a lot of those levels seem really hard, but you would watch other people play. And that was the other thing too, is it was kind of a community experience. Some people would learn different tricks at different areas in the level and you would watch them play. Then you would try to do those tricks. And so, you know, obviously right. we didn't have YouTube or anything like that back in the day. So it was a, it was a fun learning experience back uh, at the arcades doing that kind of uh, uh, attempt to keep going further. I think I got to like, I never beat that one. I, I I did beat Shinobi, but that one I think I got to like the third level, and and it's hard. It's a hard game, you know. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it, did you get the wolf to work so that the wolf would jump out and attack? Uh, I don't think I did. I I yeah. kept. I probably should have remapped the buttons because I kept accidentally doing like the full screen finisher when there was like nobody. Yeah, on screen. where it wipes out everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that was always your your ninja ninjutsu magic. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There's, you know, and the trick to do it is you have to, you have to kneel down and kind of wait for like a second. You don't want to shoot or anything. If you kneel down and like hide behind something, then it jumps out and attacks for you. And once again, that's that dynamic. uh, And using that dynamic without having your wolf die on you, because uh, if it's out too long, it, it'll take too much damage. And, and oh, really? Away. I gotta, yeah. I gotta try it again because like that was one of the areas. I know this is so pathetic. Is that uh, this is one of the areas like like there's a crate and it's not very far. You kill like two guys and then you get to a crate. Crate. And that crate 
is probably where you're supposed to learn about the wolf. It is, yes. But um, I just kept trying to barrel through and jump over the crate and yeah. down and get those guys. But I kept can. getting got yeah. by there's too many guys behind oh, it that yeah. I couldn't like dodge their shots and right. get a shot out on them. And that's the thing is like if you get the wolf to go out, the wolf will go and knock out some of those guys, and then you can just you know quickly jump yeah, over I should, maybe i should have done a little bit more digging on it because like one of the things you miss out on i think i said this last time too is that one of the things you miss out on when you play an arcade game is that like tips like that were like printed on the cabinet or like in the little like vanity border thing around the screen yeah. and i don't get that of course on on mame so yeah. Uh, I just kind of was fumbling around and, and never figured out that the wolf did anything yeah. except for look cool. So, uh, yeah, now it's, yeah, yeah, now you have to like either, well, either now, you know, uh, like one of the game, one of the emulation systems I was using uses meme, but it places the, the outside board on it. Yeah. On and that is but so does it great. do the tips because like a lot of the Maybe emulation the like uh like the official emulation collections um yes. they'll do you know border art and those are cool yeah the border art and yeah this one you could literally read the uh in instructions and everything it's a uh, coin ops is what it's oh, called. that's cool yeah and it's pretty neat uh but uh but yeah like you said you know without those tips or with the you know and especially till you figure out how to use the wolf, uh, you're you're in a world of hurt on that game. Um, yeah, so I, that was my experience okay, with it. I'm definitely going to try and dip back in. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I definitely think you should. Uh, yeah. The uh, the other game that I have been playing, well, I did play. Uh, since our last talk was, uh, I whipped out Pikmin on the GameCube. And of course, I was playing it here on my Trinitron, my 32-inch Trinitron on uh, RGB. And uh, so I was playing the, I played the entirety, actually, of Pikmin. Wow. Um, so uh, I finished that game, and, and that game is really neat. Um, I've finished now Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 3 on the Wii U. What's, what's the goal of the game? Uh, so in Pikmin, you are Captain Olimar, and you were, I don't know, traveling in a spaceship through space. And, uh, and like, you get struck by a meteor. Your ship gets struck by a meteor, and it, and it makes you crash land on this strange planet. And uh, it breaks your ship into, into 30 parts. And you have 30 days of, of life support systems left before wow. you die. And so you have to collect the 30 parts that you lost for your ship in 30 days so that you can get off the planet and make it back home to your, your family. Wow. Uh, and on the planet, you discover these little creatures called Pikmin that you can control up to 100 at a time uh to help you achieve your goals and these pikmin can cooperate in large numbers to uh pick up objects and move them including the parts for your ship and uh so there's you know there's hazards of of, uh, other creatures that are predators of the pikmin um the pikmin 
have uh, different qualities to them by their colors. So red Pikmin can uh, withstand fire and are better uh, attackers. Uh, blue Pikmin can swim or they can walk in, they, they can breathe in water or whatever. They don't die in the water. And, uh, and then yellow Pikmin can can throw can get thrown farther and higher and they can carry bomb rocks to uh help like destroy stone walls and so you're you're trying to like like harvest more pikmin to get to the different places you need to get and then navigate getting them back to your ship within a single day cycle uh within 30 days you, you know you're doing you're yeah, just so kind of repeating so that if you get like parts of your ship you don't get additional life or anything it's just like oh hey you got another no. piece of your ship. okay yeah your ship wow. can so like if you get hurt by one Enjoy. of the predators um you you can get healed by your ship but your your life support system like you're gonna run out of breathable air because like Captain Olimar can't breathe the air on this planet, so you're gonna run out of breathable air in 30 days, and gotcha. uh, and so you're sh- you you need to put your ship together because you, there's no way to make more breathable air. Um, bummer. Yeah. So so. Uh, so it's definitely uh, part of the the structure of the game is survival for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit less scary and intimidating than it sounds. Um, I remember as a kid, it sounds like so stressful, but yeah, in fact, I think that that's what steered me away from that game because I've never played the Pikmin. I finished with like five extra days and I did not play very optimally. So I don't think it's very difficult, Uh, but I really liked it. I think the music is incredible. Um, I think that the, I think that the, like, uh there's like something empty like i feel a little bit empty after uh and and i i was having a hard time placing it and then i was talking with another kind of unfulfilling with the ending yeah Yeah. and i think it's just that it's not there's not very much going on at any given time and so i didn't i don't feel like i ever got truly challenged uh, and I think that's part of it because there's like there's the level design is relatively limiting and it can't mm. be much less limiting without making the days longer. And then if gotcha. you make the days longer, then it feels like too much of a commitment to even start a day. So, Ugh. you know, it seems kind of hard. I think they could probably fix it by doing a few things, um, although they didn't really ever do this, uh, at least not yet. Um but they could make the days longer, make the levels more complicated and the, and the tasks and puzzles you have to do more challenging or, or have more components to them and then have like, you know, quarter day checkpoints or something, uh, so that it's not quite so, uh, restrictive and, and you feel a little bit more challenged and accomplished at the end. Um, but I thought it was good. It was it was definitely one that I've had on my list for a really long time, and I'm glad I've I've got through it. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that you were able to finish it. Uh, it's a bummer that it you know was a little unfilling. Now, so you <laughs> now there's multiple there are sequels to the game. Is that what yeah? So there's saying? another one on 
the GameCube, Pikmin 2, and then there's Pikmin 3 on the Wii U, and then they ported that to Switch. Gotcha. Wow. So I've I've played one and three. I should probably play two eventually, but uh, and, and what was yeah. two? What did two come out on? On the it's GameCube original. also. On the GameCube, okay. Yeah. And then they ported one and two actually to the Wii. Gotcha. But, so yeah. you could you could was it a combo or each one was individual? Each one was separate, and with the Wii wow. had this like thing on it where it was a uh, new play control where they ported games to the Wii that were on the GameCube and then gave them yeah. motion controls and pointing and stuff. And yeah. so, yeah, it it was barely different. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, that's kind of a bump. To me, that's almost like a negative, honestly. You know, yeah. it's like, I'd rather just play the regular controllers anyway. The, so. In Pikmin in particular, they uh, it actually made it easier. Oh, on the Wii because oh, cool. yeah because it's it's kind of like a it's a nintendoized version of a uh of an rts game right because you're mm. controlling like a uh, hundred units uh, up to a hundred units at a time and sending them on tasks and then you kind of wait as they bring the the ship part or whatever it is back to the ship so you while they're doing that you can go and do another thing uh and uh so the way that it's laid out is that you're, you're sort of controlling Captain Olimar, but really what you're controlling is a cursor that floats around the level. Gotcha. And he kind of follows it around. And uh, in the in the Wii version, uh, that cursor is the pointer, and then you are oh, controlling cool. Captain Olimar, which means that... Because uh, where, where, where the cursor is is where you throw the Pikmin. It's where they land. <laughs> and yeah. uh in the wii version you could point the pointer so much further away from where captain olimar is and so it just made it a lot easier because you could kind of throw them further than you're supposed to and kind of broke it wow. True. anyway what have you been playing what uh did you play simpsons hit and run so the for my assignment I played Simpsons Hit and Run, which uh, I, you know, as we talked about last week, I'd never played it. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not uh, a Simpsons super fan, but I enjoy, you know, a good episode of Simpsons every once in a while. And I certainly have enjoyed some of the games that have come out uh, for the Simpsons. But uh, this one was a real pleasant surprise for me, actually. Really? I, I'm glad. Yeah, so so I loaded it up uh, on the GameCube, you know, uh, using our our fancy uh, uh, what was it? It was a Raspberry Pi. What's the little... Uh, oh, Raspberry Pi Pico. The Pico. It's a, uh, Yeah, the Pico Boot mod. The Pico Boot mod. Thank you. That's what I was really looking for. Uh, so, you know, thanks to you setting, helping me set that up, I've got my GameCube all nice and easy. Uh, but yeah, so Simpsons Hit and Run. Um, I played the other one, uh, Simpsons like Smash. Road Rage. Yeah, Road Rage. Yes. Yeah, so Road Rage is like a crazy taxi. It is but Hit and like, Run. Yeah, Hit and Run is like a Grand Theft Auto light. It is, and it's it. Uh, you know, when you told me that last week, I was like, really? You know that really seems like that could be kind of hard to do but yeah they did it 
I mean, they really pull it off. I mean, the humor, the Simpsons humor is so genuinely uh, and well done, uh, in, uh, implemented into the game uh, that it, it's just a nice surprise, actually. I mean, even the tutorial is hilarious. You know, Bart is like, and Bart's voice mostly is giving you uh, instructions for Homer to go around and do his missions and things like that. And uh, Bart is, is just like hilarious. He's like, just hurry up. This tutorial is already too long. You know, it's like, I mean, just making fun of the, the tutorial. Uh, the, the characters, of course, all the voices from The Simpsons are there. Um, and yeah. uh, which you know, immediately I felt like I was part of the Simpsons world and it was this, you know, uh, I don't know if I'd say open world experience, but I mean, it, it felt like an open world experience. Yeah, they've got, I don't know, maybe a dozen chunks. Chunks, That like yes. are interconnected that you can exactly. drive through like a one, like a road at some point and then it like right. loads the next level and then, and then exactly. that level is open, yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, 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 it's, you know, yeah, it's not an open world, but if, you know, their, their construction of, of the missions interconnecting into those areas and everything else works great. And, uh, yeah, I really, I'm definitely going to come back and play that, uh, some more, uh, totally enjoyed it. Uh, and yeah, uh, making that type of game in a Simpsons world, uh, it works and yeah. they did it well and they they didn't over you know again the simpson humor is there but it's not like you know you kind of overwhelm i think people with all the simpsons humor and and i really felt like this was just just the right layer of of the humor and the characters and the storyline uh the the missions and everything else were we're fitting in in a Simpsons world, um, and Homer's hilarious. I mean, he does a great job. Of, you know, you running around and being forgetful, and and you know, assuming he ate the ice cream when, you know, it, who knows where the ice cream went, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you yeah, crazy robotic bees flying around and trying to figure out what those are about, and uh, right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, a, a very nice surprise. I. I I would not have picked it. So well done. Good job. Uh, Good. Well, so, I'm glad uh, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. And uh, uh, the other game that I played is, of course, the game that I want to, uh, uh, that I uh, am going to assign to you for your next game. All right. Uh, play is, and I'm going to, I'm going to get away. From, I, I, you know, in our talks over the last, it made me realize how different a perspective we have on arcade games, which is actually oh, yeah. really cool. Uh, it's a neat discovery uh, because uh, I would have never realized that, you know, uh, based in the time that you grow up and the available games and things that you had to choose from, that experience of an arcade game is very different than than my experience where that was kind of like you know hey here's a cool game and we all just couldn't wait for that game to come out on the sega genesis of the nintendo so we could play right. it even more without putting in quarters 
but anyway, this game, I'm going to, I'm going to get away from the arcades just for you. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, and uh, actually it's a PSP game. Oh boy. And, uh, yeah. PSP. I know yeah. we're going way, way out of arcade world. Um, and it's a game. It, it did really well, I believe in Japan, but it didn't do so great over here. Uh, NIS America brought it over and uh they did a great job you can you can do it has it was one of the early games where you could choose english or japanese voices uh had great subtitles uh and it was called blade dancer lineage of light have you played this it's an rpg no and blade dancer lineage of light lineage of light yep all right, I'm gonna. And it, honestly, it's one of my favorite PSP games, uh, and it was, yeah, it was not a big hit in the U.S., uh, but I loved what I really enjoyed, uh, and your game kind of made me think of it. Is uh, even in simpler systems like like the GameCube or the PSP there were worlds being created that were so fun to explore and, and uh, you know, involve yourself in. And that's what I loved about this game was uh, the fighting system's great and everything else, but the, the world and the ex- exploration of the world uh, just felt really cool. Kind of like uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. I mean, that's one of the things I love about that game is just, just coming back to that world and dinking around in that world. Uh, Blade Dancer was, it was similar to that. And for me was, I played so much of it that uh, coming back to that world now and just, uh, just going around and exploring and just kind of revisiting it is like coming back to, you know, coming back home or whatever, you know, it's, it's a fun game. So have you uh, ever played quest 64? No, no, I I have not. It's Austin maligned as one of the only and not very good at that uh, RPGs on the Nintendo 64. And I'm just looking at some video of of uh, Blade Dancer, Blade Dancer. Light. and and it looks it's got a little bit of vibe of uh, Quest 64. But I think Quest 64's main like problem is that one the story wasn't very good, and two. Mm its battle system was really weird uh and uh, this looks like it's got more of a standard yeah it's got a pretty standard battle system you know it's not you know uh you can change it the difficulty of some of the stuff as well but uh yeah it's a pretty simple battle system but i like it i mean it it works yeah yeah for for a psp you know you know yeah uh, and that's the thing is that everything kind of has to be for a psp you know so um, well, I'm excited to try that. that so you've been playing it, and it's good. Oh, you know, I, what have you I been, really how have you been playing game? it? I guess I should ask. What? How have you been playing it? Oh, good, good. Uh, that is a good question. So I actually kind of played it on both my PSP, uh, that's jailbroken or hacked or whatever, and then uh, uh, I've been playing it on the Ambernic uh, nice. as well. And, I think uh, I'm going to try, because of course I could put it on my Vita if I wanted. You could. 
You could. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick it on my Steam Deck. I think it would look great on the Steam Deck. That's the yeah. one. That's kind of. I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to. Because I already have it on the Steam Deck. I, I need to just uh, fire it up and uh, play it on there. Because, yeah, I think it'll look and play great on the, on the Steam Deck. Because I got to tell you, I've been thinking about buying that that final fantasy uh crisis core oh um, it just too. came out on steam yeah so and, i really uh, want it actually yeah and i i've been kind of been like maybe i should pick that up but uh but then also i could just play psp games emulated on the steam deck which of course isn't the same thing but i've been thinking I about know, it. But, yeah but still that i liked crisis core on the psp uh a lot uh, but this updated version looks worth the money. I just need to convince myself that I'll have time to play it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, one second. I need to use the restroom real quick. Yeah, no problem. All right, we're back. So the other game that I was playing, and this is maybe cheating, is because uh, it's only 10 years old, uh, but back Ten years ago, it was kind of a uh, uh, bullet hell game that was kind of kind of uh, uh, retro in its own way, but also modernized with modernized graphics. Uh, it's uh, and I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Cinemora or Sinemora? S I N E Mora E X. The E X is the new version that's been. Uh, has which I think it was like 2017. It had the graphics updated uh, to be HD, um, but it is a. Uh, it was on sale uh, this last week on Steam actually, and okay. uh, so I picked it up for ten bucks and I've been playing that. I, I used to play it all the time uh, on. Uh, the PC and iOS actually. Um, but it definitely, it's much better as a PC game with a controller. Uh, I'm trying to that. figure out how to pronounce it. It I, yeah. Is it Sinmora? pronounced shine Mora. Could be it's Japanese. So yeah. it's, it's, it, should, it says Japanese and then says the Katakana for it. And then it says Hepburn shine mora with an h so i think i think it's probably sign mora sign mora i don't know yep yeah anyway, with the, with the end, japanese it would almost be a eh, sign sine mora maybe yeah anyway yeah like i make no claim to pronouncing that correctly but it means without uh, delay in latin yeah have you played that game before no no oh man it if looks there, cool, if though. If there's a demo or whatever, I'm not a big bullet hell type person, but, uh, I mean, I do, well, actually, I do like them, but I'm not good at them. Um, what I like about this one, though, is it has, like, a uh, time slowdown button where you can control time, and so things will go in slow motion so you can dodge better, uh, which, for a person like me who is not good at these games, uh, that's a really cool feature. Uh, being able yeah. to like slow down time. I think at one point you can even reverse time a little bit. Oh, uh, that's cool. But the bosses are amazing. Just really cool, well-developed bosses. The game, I think, was actually developed by a Hungarian 
uh, yeah, Nordic movie company. Yeah. Uh, and they've made a lot of other games for like iOS and things like that. But this game was just a real rock star out of the stuff that they've made. Um, really love that game. So yeah, it's not quite retro, but it, it's, it's right on the line, but it's got I'm like a retro lineage. It's brilliant. Yes, exactly. We'll go with yeah. lineage. Uh, but yeah, you need to play it. Uh, check out, I'm sure there's a demo of it out there. Like I said, it's even available on like iOS and all sorts of, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check it uh, out for sure. gaming systems, but really fun game. So those are the, so those are the games I've been playing and blade dancer lineage of light. Uh, that'll be okay. your assignment. Do you have an assignment for me this week? I do. Yeah. I think, uh, I'm going to assign you, uh, uh, one of my favorite but most overlooked of Ooh. the PS2 mascot games. Oh, because uh, right, PlayStation had all these these mascots oh, yeah. that they were sh- they were throwing out to try and compete with the likes of Mario and Zelda and and Sonic and yes. uh, and I think they succeeded to some extent. Yeah, because uh, they had three that really were the main on the ps well on the ps2 they had since gotten crash bandicoot and spyro had been passed to activision so Mm. the three on the ps2 that they really went for were was jack and daxter yes ratchet and clank Mm. and then the one that's most often forgot sly cooper and I'm not uh, very familiar. I don't think I'm familiar yeah, with Sly Cooper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love Sly Cooper on the okay. PS2. Um, and so I'm assigning you Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus, which is the first one. Wow. Uh, and and, and it's, it's on the PS2? It's on the PS2. They did do an HD re-release on the PS3, but uh, depending on how you choose to play it, uh, it doesn't matter uh which way you go and uh, um, say the name of it again sly cooper and the thievius raccoonus okay i see it all right and and this is a game about a, a raccoon who is a thief he is a like a like your typical old like you know carrying a bag with dollar signs on it thief yeah uh and um, he's got this magic, not really magic. He's got this this special family heirloom because he comes from a a long storied lineage of of thief raccoons, and he so he's got this this cane that has a hook on the end, and that's part of the platforming, and uh, and then he also has this family book called the Thievius Raccoonus, where his entire family dating back to like ancient Egypt had uh, put uh, uh, like their thieving skills in this book to pass on to their descendants. And um, the the villains of the, the game have stolen the book and have have uh, spread the pages amongst this this uh villainous group of uh, like a panda and a a bulldog and a frog and and an owl or something and uh and so it's just a platformer where you're going around and sneaking i like the the 3d cartoon look of it yeah Uh, i think it's got a very cool cool. like saturday morning cartoon vibe 
Yes. Uh, the voice exactly. acting is is equally goofy. Is it? Uh, awesome. There's a cop called Carmelita Fox who is is your nice. arch nemesis. She's always trying to catch Sly and his yeah. friends. Uh, it's just like a goofy, fun little 3D platformer, I, but uh, I really love it. I'm excited because I've never, I, I've never seen this. I have to admit. It, it, you know, yeah. Uh, there's, I got to tell you about this one. too. Since we're talking about it, is uh, I have a sealed copy. Let me grab it. Of, uh, oh man, where is it? Here it is. On the PlayStation 3, PlayStation was trying to sell their uh, PlayStation Move, uh, the the Wii competitor peripheral. Oh, yeah, those the sticks, right? Yeah, they, they had the glowing balls on the, the end. The glowing balls, yes. I had to have those for the... the, the... For the PSVR 1. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which was... So they introduced them on the PS3. Yeah. And they... Uh, um, came out with this game that I think launched with the PlayStation Move or came out very shortly after. And it was called PlayStation Move Heroes. Oh, and it was a wow, crossover game of Sly, wow. Ratchet, and Jack and their companions. Uh, yep. So Bentley is the turtle for Sly. Wow. Yep. And then Ratchet and Daxter, of course, are there too. Yeah. And it was a PlayStation Move game with those three PlayStation 2 mascots. Wow. Uh, and uh, I have a sealed copy for some reason. That's I may I've never played this game. Uh, I was gonna say I've got my move sticks. I think somewhere in a box we could dig them out. And, yeah, I've uh, got them somewhere too. I even have the navigation controller, the one that was like the nunchuck, the the analog oh, stick. Interesting. I don't yeah. think I yeah. I, I all I had I, you know I just honestly I bought them because you had to have them for the VR one. The right, right. The virtual reality setup. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. I have a, it's a Ooh, it's, it's like a little cool. left hand yeah. it's got a trigger it's actually got yeah. the l1 and r l2 and a, yeah and then it's got wow. an analog it's stick a d-pad nice. x and circle buttons and a playstation oh that's awesome little, that's gotta be so much better uh but anyway right on that's that's uh, sly cooper is uh they, they made uh, four right. sly coopers uh Sly 1, 2, and 3 were on the PlayStation 2, and then Sly 4 was on the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita. And I have, and you'll, I'm sure, find this zero surprise, I have five platinum trophies for this series. I have Sly 1, 2, and 3, and then Sly 4 on the PS3 and Sly 4 on the PS Vita. I have a platinum to every possible game in the series that that's awesome so wow. anyway uh well i'm excited and i'll tell you right away that i'm going to be playing it i'm excited one because it's a ps2 game and uh and because of that i uh i've been trying to find some good games that i haven't already played the heck out of for the steam deck so yeah so that's kind of what i was going to suggest is i think it'd be nice to try on the steam deck yeah yeah so that's that's what i'll be doing is i'll be playing it on the steam deck and you know i certainly enjoy playing on the game you know playing the the simpsons on the original gamecube that was a lot of fun but this will be a great one to emulate yeah for sure all right well should we get into it on our ranking so, so to start off the ranking, yeah, go I'm going to give the list as it is. Yes, because so, we've got we've got 
We have our 10, and they're in no particular order right now. We have the NES, the SNES, the Genesis, Atari 2600, the PlayStation, the Dreamcast, the PlayStation 2, the N64, the Xbox 360, and the GameCube. And then uh, uh, the ones that we've crossed out yeah. that are definite no's is Saturn, PS3, TurboGrafx-16, Neo Geo, Master System, ColecoVision, Wii. That's right. Uh, and, and now there are what? some systems that aren't on that we didn't e- exclude or include, and that would be uh, the OG Xbox isn't on there. Nope. Um, what what else? The the other one, and this is the one that I was thinking about the last two weeks uh, since our last recording, that I feel like we really needed to at least get out there. Whether and it's and it's it's going to be on the the exclusion list, but uh, it's the the Atari Jaguar. The Jaguar. Uh, oh, that is definitely on the exclusion list, but uh... it, it is. It, you know, it totally bombed, but uh, but uh, I won't. I I was really excited for it. Uh, we had these stores that were kind of like huge. I, I almost want to call them a, these giant. They were in the. They were mostly in the eighties, and they were a chain store called Curtis Mathis. And my dad would go there, and because he was always looking at new TVs and new VCRs, and I would. I loved it. I mean. The smell of burning silicon, of all these TVs fired up, all these new TVs being fired up and having TV demos. Uh, it was basically a huge electronics store. And uh, they had this huge demo area for the, uh, the Atari Jaguar. They didn't even have it yet. They had it all set up with one of those. Do you remember those projection TVs that actually... Oh. They I remember those TV. Those are garbage. They were, and they had this like, they had a they had a built in screen that you had to use, and then there was this huge monstrous projector that had like three lenses, and it was just it was a terrible monstrosity. But oh yeah, you could get you know a bigger screen with these projection things, and uh, they had one of those set up. And it was going to be plugged into the Atari Jaguar when they got it. And they had all this poster board stuff about the Jaguar being this, you know, you know, essentially it was going to be Atari's comeback, which I was kind of excited to have one, another competitor back in the field. Uh, and, you know, and I'll talk definitely more about this on, on my birthday uh, episode, but the Atari 2600 was huge for me. So, uh Seeing seeing that come back was seeing the Jaguar possibly coming back, uh, and and uh, you know using newer technology at the time, sixty four bit, it it could have been huge. And obviously, uh, it was it was terrible. And I remember when they got the system in, and I I showed up at Curtis Mathis, and uh, uh, I played a game that I was super excited about was like, it was one of the first big aliens versus predator games. And, uh, Oh, the graphics were just a a clobbered mess. Uh, it was, yeah. So awkward. 
I'm I'm doing some research. I got to be honest. I have so little exposure to anything Atari Jaguar. I just knew it existed. I know this weird fact sure. about the shell of it that the like mm-hmm. Atari sold the molds for the shell to some dental company or something. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, like it's That's so weird. Sad. The Atari, of course, like this was their final. This was just their crash death. and burn. Yeah, they and but, they crashed uh, and burned. It was really. It was sad. It, it was tragic for me, uh, you know, coming from loving the Atari. Right. Uh, well, t- Atari always had the issue of having really great hardware with yeah. absolutely miserable software and marketing to go along yeah. with it. Yep. Uh, and so there, they, you, uh, you mentioned that it was 64 bit and that sounded absurd to me because I'm yeah. looking at the Wikipedia going like, well, I know it came out in 1993 and i've i'm looking at some videos of just some of the games that it had and going like yeah these look way better than 1993 normally had in a lot of cases yeah yeah but it doesn't seem 64 bit to me and there's a reason for that it was marketed as 64 bit emphasizing the 64 bit bus that it was used by the quote blitter Yes. Which is like a coprocessor, not actually the, yes. pr- the CPU or anything. Right. Because it was actually a dual processor system that had two 32 bits, which yes. is not, the, the yes. math does not add up to being 64 no. bit. No. Uh, this it is, was some, this is not this like, was some blast processing nonsense. It really was. This yeah. was not like, what we would think of today as like, Oh, you know, uh, having multiple, uh, like a, like a dual core or like a, exactly. Yeah. And having the strength of a dual core. That's no, this was or like a distributed processing where it's got two processors. That's not happening either. And with that, you know, the multiple processors and having the, having to go through a bus, to communicate to each other it was just a and it was really and this also made it similar to like the ps3 it was very difficult to program for right so not a lot of people not a lot of companies jumped on board for it um yeah it had you know it had basically it had like a launch set of games and a few other games i think trickled out but nobody wanted to program for it and it crashed and burned epically. I mean, you it know, I think, has, I think I would encourage yeah. anyone who's never really seen Atari Jaguar footage yes. to check it out. It is the weirdest mishmash of graphics of it like is. there's stuff on there that is like SNES like 16 bit like sprites oh, that are pretty good and then there's like yeah. some some like PC of the time like level like okay these are 2D graphics that are just like much higher quality than what right. was on consoles and then it's got some weird 3D stuff that looks like if if you had upscaled the Super FX chips stuff like those yes. like Star Fox and Stunt Race uh, yeah. to like a really high resolution for the time there's stuff that looks really good uh with really just but like it's a mishmash it's like it is it's really it weird. is so bizarre i you should and, check and it yeah, out you have the capability of emulating or running it 
uh, I was going to say, I, uh, for a long time, it was not emulated because nobody cared, but it finally, you know, there were some, you know, enough people that had owned one or whatever and had a good experiences with them. You know, it is emulated. So if you want to, I would encourage you to check it out and play like that aliens. Is it aliens versus predator? Is that the actual name of the game? Um, I, I don't know. I need to check. Oh, sorry. It out. I thought you were looking at the games. Uh, I was looking at footage of the games and they were just like oh, passing God, yeah. by every like 15 and it's like, seconds. It's the most confusing 3d graphical yeah it is alien versus predator yeah and it's like oh man this is so cool you know this is before those movies came out this is back when the comic books alien versus predator comic books were out which were really good and so everybody expected this to be like you know basically a launch from the comics and then hopefully you know oh maybe this will you know uh encourage movies to be made which didn't come out for like another 10 years or whatever 15 years later but uh yeah the graphics were so confusing and you were running around in this mishmash of like 3d poor 3d graphics and you didn't know what you were doing it just it was such a it was such a disappointment it looks like imagine if they had made doom but where all of the yeah. graphics came out of the process that they used for Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. Sorry, not Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country, where they had 3D rendered them. Yes. And then, and then put, them. made them, digitized them into 2D graphics. And then they made that Doom for, yeah. for Alien versus Predator. Yep. And like, it's really, it's like a high resolution for the time, but it, oh, it it's, was. Yeah. It's, it's like almost. It is like almost like an uncanny valley sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, wow. yeah, it, it was a bizarre, and you know, yeah, I don't even think Curtis Mathis had that display up for more than a week, and uh, <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> and they sold the demo model they had, and I don't think, and it was one of those things where at Curtis Mathis you had to order it, and they would get it for you like within a week, but. They literally just were like, yeah, we sold the demo model and uh, decided just, uh, you know, and that was their, they never did a lot of gaming anyway, but they had sure. some exclusive deal with Atari at the time. And yeah, epic crash and burn. Uh, so literally for like a week, you know, I got to play some of the games at the store and, uh, and, uh, and that was it. That was my only experience with an I never knew anybody who owned one. Uh, you know, every once in a while you see them at, uh, you know, game stores. And, you know, it, it, part of me kind of wants to get one just because it's such a <laughs> oddball of, of, of game, retro gaming history. But uh, I would love to throw it on my uh, PVM just to see, uh, just for oh, old yeah. school, you know, but probably and unfortunately the prices are probably prohibitive just because it is pretty rare now so which is right it would be i'm and i'm certainly not willing to pay it i would rather just do my emulation at this point but anyway so that that system is one i feel like we did miss and should be definitely on the exclusion list so oh yeah there's no way this is going on the list but no it's it's definitely an honorable mention it's an of, uh, it's got our big honorable mention. I'm glad we got to talk actually about maybe it. honorable is not the right word. It's got a mention. No. 
We got a mention. Yep. Any uh, other systems that we missed? Uh, we missed the. I mean, we missed a ton, of course, right? We missed sure. like the Apple Pippin, the Philips CDI, the yes. 3DO. Oh yeah, the CDI. Yeah, that's a good one. But none of those are really worth no. considering, even more than right. the Jaguar. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, maybe the th- 3DO is a better system than the Jaguar, but ultimately they were all kind of not great. No, and they and they really, you know, you saw them at the store, but you never knew anybody that owned those systems. You know, right. That's a bad sign, you know. Uh, yeah, so the, the original Xbox, I think, is the only other one that we didn't add that I think does deserve a mention. Yes. Because... Uh, because that system did sell and obviously went on to go to one that we did put on the list. And that was the uh, Xbox 360. But um, the original Xbox is cool. Um, but, you know, not much else to say about it than that. Did you, did you own one back in the day? When An they Xbox, an original Xbox? Yeah, the original. No, actually, you know what? Might as well tell this story. So I really wanted a GameCube back in 2001 and two or whatever it was. And uh, I probably got it in 2000 two for my birthday my gamecube mm. uh but uh i i man the naming conventions back then the i was really interested in the gamecube because it was a little nintendo powered dweeb and so that's what i yeah. wanted a gamecube and my mom came home uh, around my birthday she'd clearly gone out to shop for my birthday and she came back and then was not very discreet and i just saw in the bag that she had bought an xbox wow and i don't know in my there's no way that my parents know. i think i've even asked there's no way they know uh what the true story is here because i think yeah. there's some amount where they like my dad was like get an xbox because he wanted halo or whatever Right. You mentioned uh, Halo and your dad and you know, my parents were so that way too. You know, I totally get it. Yeah. And, and uh, system, you know. But I wanted a GameCube because I wanted yeah. the Nintendo games. I wanted Zelda. I wanted That's Metroid. Absolutely. I wanted, you know, yep. I wanted Super I'm Smash right Brothers. There behind you. Yeah, right there behind you. Um and and Xbox had something to prove. Uh it, I mean there was Halo, really but did. um and I, you know, being the little stinker that I was, I probably just did it terribly because I don't think it's unreasonable to say like, hey, that isn't the one I wanted, right? Like, well, especially for assist, you know, a game. This is hundreds of dollars. I'm not going to get another one. Yeah. And, you know, a hundred dollars back, a hundred, 200 bucks back then is like 500 now. So, yeah, you know, that's a big chunk of change for those youngins listening to our podcast right right that's a lot of money (laughs) and so i just wasn't and i i didn't well you know i eventually got a playstation 2 uh at the same time as a gamecube but it was like the 360 was out at that point um oh really yeah anyway the so like i had said like to your parents that that i didn't that i wanted the gamecube well because i had caught her coming in yeah with the xbox and i could yeah. see it through the thin shopping bag it was an xbox not a gamecube right. and i think i just said like you know that's i wanted a gamecube not a xbox and i think she wasn't very pleased with really? 
that I said that because it comes off as ungrateful. I and I agree. Yeah. Sure, uh, but, but again, but like that's this, a lot of money for what you want for your birthday. I mean, and it's and they don't do the same things. And, not at and all. It, you know, those were ten or eleven years old. You know, sure. I, an Xbox wasn't going to go as far for me. And like, I get that she didn't understand the, the names Xbox and GameCube are very similar. And it's probably all the same to them, you know? It's, right. It's, hey, it's a newer gaming system, whatever, you know? Right. But it mattered. And yeah. so they did, they ended, they took it back and got me in GameCube. But, uh, so no, I didn't own one, but a friend, my friend across the street, I had two friends who lived on the same street as me. And, uh, and it was actually kind of great. We had the trifecta. I had a GameCube. My one friend had a PlayStation two. My other friend had an Xbox wow. And yeah. when we played together, the thing we did the most was especially like in the summer for like three years in the summer, uh, my friend who had a GameCube had a TV in his, or sorry, my friend who had an Xbox. I just pulled a, my mom from 2002. Uh, my friend who had an Xbox had a TV in his garage. And so we would like hang out in his garage, like all day playing video games Amazing. on his xbox we'd play halo and halo 2 we did so much of wow. that and uh it might have even been for much longer than three years because i'm realizing we did it into high school and wow. uh uh it was a good time uh, oh, yeah. but i didn't have an xbox it's so you know i it's like you i wanted a gamecube and i and i am glad that i got a gamecube I and even when I bought the GameCube, I knew it wasn't going to be a great like hit. You know, I knew it was going to have the good game, the good Nintendo games, and 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 it had it had some nice surprises. You know, the the Star Wars games, the uh, the Rebel. What were those? The Rebel, Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Yep. <laughs> Rogue Squadron, uh, especially Rogue Squadron Three. Good job on deciphering my my memory. Uh, you well, are they, my those memory. games. So those are show up on the like top ten lists. For, they do, uh, and they should, yeah. and they should. They, you know, they were they were really nice surprises. But you know, and, and one yeah, of them Mario was it Rogue, Rogue Squadron Two came like it was a launch game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogue Squadron Two was a big one, and then yeah. and then the three was even better. Like three did stuff on that gamecube system i mean it pushed that ati graphics chip to the limit it was amazing what it what it pulled off but and and of course the of course good old good old uh super mario sunshine is is and mario 64 are probably my two favorite mario games of all time i just love the two games but uh anyway i I never owned an Xbox and, and I never had anybody that owned an Xbox, a friend, you know, none of my friends were interested in it. Uh, you know, the only, the only time I even saw an Xbox in person, the original was, uh, one of the guys that worked at the place that, uh, well, that you currently work at, uh, and he, he no longer works there. He was Ryan's friend. Uh, he 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 got one because they were hackable and so he was super yeah. and, and he showed he was showing me and i was like wow 
this was like one of the first times where I realized that like, man, this, you know, gaming systems, if they get hacked, have great retro potential. And of course, oh yeah, now that's just like an everyday thing for all of our systems. Uh, uh, you know, uh, have you seen the PS Vita? Uh, that you oh yeah, they just hack? came up with a new browser-based hack. Yes, and uh, I'm going to actually do it because I, if you'll remember, my PS Vita is broke. I broke it. Uh, well, the the SD card died on me, so I didn't uh, do it. And it yeah. just it was mid process. It was an, a bad scene, but luckily no breaking or anything. Well, now you got a super easy way to do it again. I know. I'm kind of stoked. I'm going to use it. So anyway, uh, I, yeah, I never played an Xbox the original. So while it definitely needs a a, a mention. Uh, and I think Microsoft really did a good job of like, to me, the Xbox was a failure. I really never saw it as a successful system, but it was Microsoft's first step in really getting a window into the gaming world. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, there was always the people who would be like, well, they, the Dreamcast, they did, they, they worked with the Dreamcast, but no, that they was... Did. That was them putting productivity and, and yes. you know, consumer lifestyle software on a gaming right. console, not them truly getting involved no. in the game. And in, in, in the Dreamcast did use, a, what did it use? It was like a Microsoft booting system, like Windows It was CE. like Windows CE or something. And, yeah, I think it was But Windows it wasn't CE. even, cause, and then Microsoft, I think, had developed the browser the the dreamcast the web browser oh, the dreamcast really? used oh, interesting. yeah I didn't know that. Wow. but i mean come on but still that's not them getting into the gaming world like right. with the xbox started and right. once again the xbox 360 was huge so right, right let's do it let's do so, our top 10. the do? top 10 we have nes snes genesis atari 2600 playstation dreamcast ps2 and 64 360 and gamecube now this is our list Yep. This is, this is just not our opinion, our crazy world. And it and it it you know, I think this is the this is a list of the systems we like the best that in we that grew order. up with, our personal experience. It does not mean most technically capable, best sales for the time, most best games. games on them. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's... our personal experiences and what, what we would vote for. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I would argue that we should start at the bottom. I was going to say, I think maybe we should start at the bottom and I would like to elect the Atari 2600 for the bottom. Okay. Let me think this through. Hold on. <laughs> Cause that's a tough one. You know, once again, this is one of those ones where you and I had very different experiences. Oh yeah, of course. But and I know you've gonna, got a, you've got a, a well, special place in your heart for the Atari. So I wasn't I, sure. It was, yeah. You know, but I, you know, looking at our list and everything that's up there, I agree. I think let's go okay. with that for number 10. I agree. All right. We'll, we'll put that one at the bottom. It's subject to change, of course, but I think it's still, 2,600 no, I, at the I bottom. I mean, looking at that list, we've got a great list. I mean, it's I, I just don't know how I could put anything else below the Atari. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of my thought, too, is what would go below that? And I just... Uh, okay, I, so I think... One. I think... I don't know. Do you want to make an election? Well, I would elect either... At this point, 
I would elect either the Dreamcast or the 360. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know. For me, that's almost a tie. And it's a tough tie because of the different... What would you vote? Okay. I, I think I think we're pretty close on the same level. I was thinking 360. Were you? Okay. That is number nine. Let's do it. Yeah. So I think I since think since you've got a tie for number nine, yeah. that that's Dreamcast. this is where it starts to get really tough for me because you're saying three Dreamcast is is kind of down there for you, but I think it's so weird, and the VMU and the oh, I know. and it's the a, online and, it's, and, and it does it, have a special place in my heart. It, it really does. So if you it's if so you goofy, move it up there for a minute. Let's do. But I just, I'm also having a hard time figuring out like, okay, but would I put the Dreamcast above the SNES? Definitely not. Would I put the right, Dreamcast above the GameCube? Also, probably not. No, I couldn't either. I mean, the GameCube. I, you know what? I'm, oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. What do you it, think? It's subject to change. Let's put it there for now. Okay. And, you know, so we'll put it at number, this will go as number eight yeah. is the Dreamcast. Yep. And it, uh, once again, some things to change because it's this is tough. I mean, this is. Not- I'll tell you what. Right now, NES is sitting at the top, and I, I just that doesn't sit well with me. What do you think? Okay. So just to knock to it down, I just just see what it looks like. I want to knock it down a few pegs. Sure. Let's just put it. Let's put it. Uh, let's put it. I'm gonna put it at number three, but there's no way it's going below the Genesis in the end. Right. Right. Uh, which brings yeah. up. The so question. now we're looking at. Oh. There we go. Yeah. So so so, but we're still trying to figure out what goes be- above the Dreamcast. Yeah. Um. Number seven. Yeah. Number seven, and I I actually want to make a case for the Genesis to go there. Ah. Wow. I think it's either the Genesis or the PlayStation One. You know, it's tough because I, uh, you know, you know, the Genesis for me is, is, uh, is, is, is pretty up there. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. I do know you love the Genesis. So, I'll, uh, you know, you got to remember just... the Genesis came out like a year before the SNES. And so right. like, a lot of us really jumped ship. I mean, all, you know, most of my I'm... friends, we you know because there was nothing else to buy i mean it was like either keep with your nes which was by then feeling pretty dang old especially oh, yeah. to this fancy uh genesis and of course all the other really expensive systems uh that that were starting to be you know either rumored to be coming out like the neo geo uh it just uh and, and definitely the arcade stuff that we were seeing so yeah uh, and 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 as you know sega does what nintendo don't yeah, so that's right. And yeah. there and the Genesis had blast processing. It, so that's right. The blast <laughs> which is goofy, and that's a part oh, of the reason totally. I love it is actually oh, yeah. is all that goofy like competing with Nintendo stuff. Oh yeah, you know? their their commercials were were vicious in a lot of ways, which was that was the first time where you know a gaming system they like started throwing fists. Were, yeah. Yeah, they were throwing down, you know. Uh it was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I just okay, okay. We'll leave yeah, it. What I, about the PlayStation? What do you think the PlayStation? Because here's what I'm thinking: is that the PS2's got to go above the PS1 
in my opinion. I agree. Let's put the and PlayStation I, number seven. Okay, we'll put the PlayStation number seven because I was going to well, also gonna say, say, I was going to say that I also think the N sixty four. Like I know that almost nobody would do that, but I would put the N sixty four above the PS one. So, what? Oh, I see what you're saying. See, so, so for me, because yeah. those two competed, you know. And and it's a and that's a tough one because yeah I you know I the PlayStation when it, it was originally out I had very little love for it you know it it, it the I mean the 3D me too graphics that weren't that great you know and it was yeah. it really wasn't made for 3D graphics but they were really pushing it and you know nowadays with emulation and and man even even uh, hardware. Uh, emulation like yeah like uh, the mister like the mister we can do improvements and improve the you know the the scan lines and the and the resolution and make it uh uh well the re- not the scan lines but the resolution uh, well and the uh, the polygon like the polygon stability count. stability even yeah because yeah. it would have things where like the polygons would warble and, they would and uh you they, they, you can fix that in emulation Yep. And so, you know, I think my love for the PlayStation 1 really came once emulation was out there. And like, even yeah. being able to play PlayStation 1s on the PSP was great. You know, oh, you yeah. buy, do you remember you could buy like, you know, Final Fantasy 7, for example, you could buy it and play it on the PSP. And uh, it was really cool. It was awesome. And yeah. And uh, it was a much better system to play it on than the original PlayStation. So it's so yeah. funny. I played. I think you're right. The like even I like that zone in the post two thousands, the mid to late two thousands, really yeah. uh, zone is where you and I really start to like overlap on our experiences. Yes. Yes. And the play. I played a bunch of PS one games on the PSP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Including Final Fantasy seven. Um, there you go. So. Yeah, but I just, uh, I really didn't play the original system. I didn't own a PS One. Yeah, uh, I just uh, yeah, I agree. I think we should put uh, for number seven is the PlayStation. Put the N sixty four. I think of for number six. You think the N sixty four for number six? I do. I agree because I want to put the GameCube above the N sixty four. Yes, I do too. Yeah, I agree. Now we get into this top. Well, the top five, I guess. The top yeah. five is going to be really tough for me because, and you too, yeah. because I think the PS2, I don't love as much as I love the GameCube, but I also think it's like so much more profound. Yeah, it's, 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 a, yeah, I think this is one of those ones where we're going to have to let history a little bit of what was going on around us. Uh, yeah. Reflect in this list. And I agree with you that. You know, uh, uh, the PS2, once again, uh, that was, I, I really, uh, I thought the graphics were amazing. Uh, I didn't own one till later, uh, but uh, it was, the, the graphics were so good. And it really showed, uh, you know, like even PC gamers and stuff. People were jumping ship left and right to the PS2. Uh, it was really, it was a game changer uh, for sure. And the so, PS2 had 
it was the first like console where you could really like run another like a computer operating system on it they sold a little linux disc and a hard drive and you could like run a desktop operating system on the playstation 2 like that was kind of a first it was Uh, it was crazy yeah and and then it you know it was it was it was such a crazy system it had that network adapter that was was uh i mean i I understand that like well i just said that about the dreamcast but like the ps2 and the xbox were the first ones to really start doing online gaming yes and uh yeah the ps2 you could play one of my favorite uh, massive multiplayer games uh rpg games uh final fantasy 11 uh you could play oh, that's that right yeah that was PS2. the other thing they sold the hard drive with it was huge and like I was a PC gamer at that point, uh, you know, the, uh, and so therefore that's one of the reasons I didn't get a PS2 till much later, because at that point I was playing Final Fantasy XI on a really nice computer uh, that had good 3D graphics and uh, oh. that would more than handle the, what, what Final Fantasy XI uh, was going to do. But, I loved that I was playing with my friends because I was playing with like five friends at the time that I knew either through work or, or through, through, you know, school buds that I had still kept in contact with. And they all had PlayStations too. So they couldn't afford a computer, but at the time, you know, PlayStation twos were much cheaper. So they would buy those, get the, get the, the hard drive and the, and the online. And it was just so awesome being able to play this, massive multiplayer rpg uh with friends from all over that were using different systems and that was amazing you know uh yeah and it was also heartbreaking when uh you know uh final fantasy 11 still going strong amazingly uh that's crazy but they did drop the ps2 support so if, like if you were to go you just can't you can't play it and, and did it eventually uh, or, come to the xbox 360 Oh, you know, I think it might have. I'll bet you that uh, that's you should... dropped too. And it was dropped too. Yeah, you should check that. I'm curious. I, I seem to remember that, but I don't remember, you know, once again, I don't remember playing with uh, many people on the 360, but I feel like that was that was possible. But I, I don't know. I'm. But yeah, anyway, they... Yeah. It did, you know what? So, so I just, I just Wikipedia did it. Did it? It came to the Xbox 360, yeah. Wow. So the three platforms were PS2, Windows, and Xbox 360. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. But, you know, cross-play, you know, was, that was pretty amazing. And, and, and just briefly for that game, uh, you could play, you played with, uh, it had a translation device. And so you could play, you played with Japanese players. Really? Yeah. It was amazing. That's I mean, cool. I would I would join parties and play with uh, this all Japanese party uh, for was like it five just like hours. Text chat. So it was a chat, and you would like type what you wanted to say, and you had to learn the words. They were pretty basic words. Oh, so it was like it was an open chat, like you just type into it with like a keyboard, and it would translate it. You had to type. You would type in a word. It was word. like phrases that meant things, yeah. like commands so like if you or something. To go to the bathroom, you would say WC, 
which meant water closet. It's a British yeah. thing apparently. Yeah. But you would hit tab and it would it would list that as one of the words that you could translate. And you would just hit that and it would put a bracket around the wa- the WC and that meant that it would be translated for you. And then you could say uh, smoke break or all these different things and you could actually request breaks or say uh, uh, I mean, it, it, the translator became really innovative. It was really yeah. cool. Really cool. That's pretty. It was much deeper than that. I just can't think of some of the phrases that you could use. But eventually, it got so many words in there, you could pretty much have a, a you know, a basic conversation. And that was amazing, uh, being able to play with uh, across the world with other players. That was that was yeah. a new thing, you know, back then. And uh, you could do that on the PS2. So the PS2. Anyway, the PS2 oh, also had PS2 my number four right now above the GameCube. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, so. Too. I think so. I think so. Like personally, the GameCube was a bigger personal experience than the PS2. But I think when you look at all the innovations that the PS2 did, both graphics and popularity, it was Matt, you know, PS1 was huge, but PS2 is where Sony just absolutely dominated. You know, yeah. it's oh, it yeah. where Sony was like, yep, we're number one in the story, you know? Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I think we have to put the PS2 above the GameCube. I, it's hard for me to do, but yeah, let's do it. Top three yeah. is going to be ugly. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, you like the Genesis being up here at all is. Uh... <laughs> I know for you is is, yeah. All right, let's. No, it's okay. Gen- I think the Genesis. I like the Genesis just fine. I just think that yeah. it's but, but the you, games you, on it are pretty weak. Oh, uh, see, I but even that's not true. <laughs> I was gonna say, I you know, in fact, I, one of the things that I loved is like I would be arguing with my friends on the NES who had the uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, and I, we would have the same like version of like Mortal Kombat, and we would argue yeah. like, "Oh, this one has better frames per second. This one has better graphics," or you know, uh, and they each did have their own things, you know. Uh, but uh, you know, it was interesting to see because like magazines would start coming out. This is one of the first times where you had like really good comparisons of like the same game and they would say yeah this game's better on the genesis or yeah this game works better on the super nintendo or you know uh and i thought that was really an interesting period uh because we hadn't had that before that was really the first time where we really started comparing similar systems and the same games and how they were ported and how well they were ported that kind of conversation wasn't really there before you know with nintendo and the system sega system you know the sega system was 8-bit but the games were just really yeah it was, not even, lesser it was not even close the nes was just so much better than the master system it really it was, was not even the master system was just kind of like you know it wasn't a bad system when you i would argue that up until i would argue that up until like the ps4 that the the Genesis and the SNES are the closest like in 
comparability of any generation because like obviously this the master system in the nes was so different and then the um after this was the, was the ps1 and then n64 and those were so different because 3d technologies were being tackled in like entirely different ways and it was so new yeah and uh you know, the, even the GameCube and the PlayStation and the Xbox had a lot to differentiate because there was like Xbox had a, it was like kind of a, more into the future, right? It had a hard drive, it had a broadband built in, it it yeah. it just was different. Uh, the PlayStation had like the infinite catalog, and it had uh, this like D, you could play DVDs and. And had that, and then the well, game. Well, now the other thing is like the Xbox 360, you could play HD DVDs, which was the boring yeah. format. You had to buy a separate player, which I totally owned. Uh, but you know, you could play 1080p, you know, movies, yeah. which was, you know, it was the competitor to, of course, the Blu ray system, which eventually won, uh, which was a good thing, but uh, yeah. And that's what the PS3 really brought in. You know, the PS3 was like yeah, the PS3 you know, and the cell processor built in, and it had this crazy processing. Power and you know, and then the Xbox had a more traditional processor, and it you know, and then the Wii did motion controls. Like the, everything was so different, right up until the PS4 and the Xbox yeah. uh, One. Those are like the same system in a different shell, yeah. and the the ps5 and the series x are even more like that where it's like those are literally just a computer that is dressed up differently and has a different os um oh yeah i mean seriously they're they're so close they are but the the genesis and the snes their graphics looked pretty close you could kind of tell well which one was which but Sometimes, sometimes the graphics was genuinely better on the Genesis, yeah, or had a better frame rate than you know, uh, not always, but I mean, I think they were very comparative. Uh, uh, you know, overall, yes, I would give the SNES the that it had the better graphics um, overall, like if comparatively, you know, yeah, but but it was a, it's a tough call. Uh, but yes, yeah, there were just I different tricks you could do. Number three. You Let's think so? I do. Genesis at number three? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yep. Well, now we've talked it up. Okay, I, the SNES has to be on top of the Genesis. Yes, that's the thing. Is like for me personally, the NES was honestly the NES for me, and this is where I think you. This is going to be where maybe you and I have to have a weird tie thing because for me the nes would be number one on our list are you so you think the nes and the snes should be the ones tying yeah and okay, so that's, that's, i definitely so okay we want to talk about hold on. we're just gonna we, genesis goes to number three that's just yeah. that's where that is yeah that's where that is yeah uh i you know <laughs> oh boy I think we're pretty good. I think the list as is is perfect. It's perfect now. I, I knew you would say that. I knew you would say that. And I think that's, and like I said, this is, I think, this really comes down to our, the core systems that I think that you and I first really, truly yeah. just 
dived in and loved. And yeah. You know, was, oh, I, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, that's why I say that like, and here's what, here's what I, here's my compromise is that I think we should literally just have, we'll just put the SNES and the NES as number one and number two. So it's like NES slash or SNES. They're both, they're just tied for first. Yeah. They're tied for first. And, and then so there should be a nine item list with number one being because of the tie. Yeah. I would really like that because once again, that sure. calls out our let's talk our about generational let's talk about what because i don't think we gave the nes a good enough if it's going to be sitting at number one in any shape yeah. we need to talk more about it and and i think the thing like i love the nes i really yeah. do but i think the thing that's i can't deny is that it is so profoundly important in video games existence the snes no the nes oh yes yeah okay pause. yeah sorry all right so i think well like you said the nes is such a major you know so there's a couple things about the nes and why i would want it to be number one let's let's do this let's you talk about the snes and why okay all right yeah yeah yeah. i want to i want to hear what you love i need to hear your love yes and and i mean and i know you have a love for nes so i i don't think it's going to be tough to to show that love but you know but the advantage i have is the you know the time period that i grew up in is that I was born in 1974, and in fact, my birthday is tomorrow. I'll be 49 years old, and uh, I feel so lucky to have grown up in that time period where, especially from the Atari 2600, where there was that crash where, you know, companies just dropped video games it was like oh it was a fad it was the cabbage patch dolls of christmas video games are done you know i mean if 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 the wonderful uh heroes from japan didn't come back and say you know what this is this is there's so much room for this we can do so much more with video games than what we've done and there's still a market for kids for these systems and of course you know the nes came out and and saved the day i mean when the nes came out it it wasn't just a hit it was like it was the cabbage patch dolls you know it was it was a great it but it wasn't a temporary craze it was like you gotta have one and then you gotta get the games and the games kept coming out and Nintendo had a quality control system and uh, for a long time, oh, people complained how tight the quality control was by Nintendo back right. in the day. But you know what? It, I think it helped create that system and what that system means to so many of us because, you know, the majority of the games were, you know, whether you liked the game or not, Matt, you know, of course, totally mattered by your differences of opinion of of what type of game you liked. You know, if you liked racing games or or hunting games like Duck Hunt or 
you know, so, you know, even, but the quality was there on every one of those games, you know, it was like, yeah, you know, uh, yes, the worst game I've ever played is also on the NES. Uh, and to warn everybody off, once again, it's Predator based off the <laughs> Predator movie. It is the most, uh, but, you know, it had decent graphics for an NES game. Uh, it just had horrible, horrible gameplay. And uh, I don't know why the quality controllers didn't, you know, get that. But maybe it was one of those ones where I was like, oh, it's a sci-fi game. I don't really get it. So, but it looks good. So go for it. You know, I don't <laughs> know how that one got out. But, but anyway, the NES, I think really, not only did it save video gaming home video gaming i think that uh for me growing up with those games uh it was it was one of the first times where all my friends have that same system you know we were yeah. all playing the nintendo you know before you know my friends had coleco or had an atari uh 2e or uh, uh excuse me an apple 2e or uh, you know, an Atari 2600 or a Coleco. We all had different types of systems we were kind of sort of gaming on during the dry spell. But when the NAS came out, it was, it, we were all playing, like, you know, and having, and two-player games really became a big thing with that too. You know, having friends come over and play Contra on screen with you, you know, that was a blast, you know, being able to, instead of playing, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, uh, against each other or or waiting for one person to die so that you could play your game you know those two player type games right right like uh, super uh, mario world or uh yeah. super mario brothers uh did yes. that, where it was like an alternate it was and that wasn't you know that was kind of fun too you know it was like at least you were learning from each other as you played you know it, you know if, it, once right. again you can watch them play see how they were playing they died you could be aware of what was coming up next and try to, uh, you know, avoid what happened to your friend. Um, but anyway, so uh, between the catalog of games uh, that I, when I come back to retro gaming, you know, it's, it is one of those things where it's like, if you, if you were thrown on an Island and you could have one gaming system to play on that Island, uh, that desert Island, what system would you choose? And the full and, library. <laughs> And you would have the full library. Okay. Yeah, I would. You know, I would. I would pick the NES. I would. Really, your one, your desert island system. My is an desert NES. island system is right now would be the NES, and I think uh, a lot of it goes back to uh, just the memories I had playing with that system. You know. Sure. Uh, sure. The I can't think of that word, but yeah. Nostalgia nostalgia that's that's a good way to put it yep uh, so tell me on the snes well i think you've made a case see the thing i the thing that i kind of lessens the nes in my mind is that i think that the games on the nes are harder to go back to and are overall less engaging than most every other system on this list except for the atari 2600 um <laughs> The because when you're comparing, you know, The Legend of Zelda to The Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past, or you're comparing Metroid mm, to Super Metroid, 
I mean, the game is just like so much more there for the SNES than the NES. So like if I'm going back on my mister, I'm opening the NES nine times, or sorry, the, the SNES nine times and the NES one time out of 10. Really? See, that would probably be the reverse for me. So really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. See, mean, that's the, that's the that only thing. Extreme. You know, I can see what you're saying though. I, I can. And I think for me, and I think this, this is that generational, a little bit of that generational stuff is that yeah. I can come back to those games because of the nostalgia sure, more yeah. than what is in those games. Like you said, you're right. I mean, you know, uh, Super Metroid versus Metroid, you know, major up upgrade. Yeah. But man, I oh, I still for me, I just love going back to Metroid. I, I go back to Metroid so often. I don't go through the whole game, but I just love just Yeah. Once again, it's going got a back good vibe. To no, door, totally. You know, it's it's why we have, it is one of the reasons we have so many Metroidvanias, I think, is that familiarity, that feel for those types of, of levels and worlds. But, you know, uh, yeah, Metroid was such a game changer for me that the first one just sticks with me uh, where I want to go back to it. Uh, but I can totally understand why people would say, oh, no, definitely Super, the you know, Super Metroid, you know, but yeah and and so i can, i can respect what you're saying i totally yeah, get it. but i you know that's not to say the games on the nes aren't good because no. nah I, you're right desert island i'd be happy to have an nes in the full library sure like tons of super mario brothers one yep. two and three and maybe the lost levels uh yeah. uh and I think this the goes to why you know, I think this SNES is above Genesis for me, yeah. even though nostalgia wise, the Genesis, uh, the Genesis is a uh, uh, bigger of a system for me than the SNES in that aspect. Uh, I think the I'm NES games get... do, or sorry, the SNES games just do win over on the genesis they do. in general they do. it's very comparable in like capabilities yeah but like the snes has chrono trigger and the genesis yeah. doesn't you know right. and, uh, and that was some of the things that i think that really would say if i was on a desert island i would want the snes for those for the super metroids for the zelda yeah. the exclusives that that it did have and and plus all the other you know you know that was the i think that's one of the things that why the sega genesis eventually lost out in the in the in the 16 bit war is that uh it just didn't have the exclusives that 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 nintendo was getting which of course became a big thing you know this is really right. where nintendo really i think realized what they had with their exclusives you know but you know the nes has tetris and zelda and super mario brothers and even oh, kirby yeah. which came out in like 1994 it's got contra it's got, uh, it's metroid got of course russian attack i mean russian and attack. all ninja oh. gaiden castlevania oh, ninja one gaiden. yeah huge 
the, and Me- Mega Man. Oh, it's got a, the Mega Man's. It's Man, right that Man. there. You yeah. know, it's got Mega Man 1 to 6. You know, it's got my, yeah, it's like, it's, it's the reason I own that Mega Man t-shirt, you know, is yeah. that I just love that 8-bit character of, of him, you know. It really does have banger after banger, and it's important. And I would be very happy on a desert island with an NES. So I think historically, combined with the good games, I can take it over the SNES. Because the SNES, I don't think, was all that historically groundbreaking. No, you know, and I think that was the thing, is I think the SNES... You know, some of the the biggest thing that happened with them is the delay after delay with the Sega Genesis just banging out game after game. Whether they were good or not is, you know, up to opinion. But, you know, by the time that the SNES came out, 16-bit was kind of old news, you know? It was like, you know, Sega Genesis was working on their 32X, you know? Right. You know, while it, you know, it wasn't as great as all that, the 32x was pretty cool i mean i know you got one for free from your uncle wasn't it? You, know, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got yeah. like a sega genesis and a 32x which yeah i have to admit i'm totally jealous about that and of course the sega cd you know uh we really haven't talked about that right. but the sega genesis was the first to implement you know a cd rom system which you know while it unfortunately wasn't as successful as it could have been it opened the world up to massive amounts of storage. I mean, 512 gigabytes of storage on a on a CD-ROM, you know, or no, around there, you know, that was that was massive. You know, that was a lot of storage yeah. compared to, you know, the eight megabits and sixteen yeah. megabits that some of the games were being big enough for like full motion actually. video. It did have full motion video, you know, and, uh, you know, some of the anime intros, you know, were so fun to watch on some of those. And right. Some yeah. of them, not so much, but, you know, uh, yeah, uh, I, once again, I couldn't afford a Sega CD. Uh, I did finally have a friend that got one, but, you know, by the time he got it, he could only afford a game or two, <laughs> you know, he was, right. broke, you know, just buying the you know, buying the, the add-on, um, unfortunately. I, but uh, So Sega Genesis, yeah. I, I feel good. Like, looking at this list right now, I really, I like where it's at. You know, I think, I, yeah. you know, I can definitely argue that Genesis being above the PS2, because, again, all those innovations, the being out a year before the SNES, you know, I really feel good about that. You know, the SNES... You know, Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog yeah. has a movie, and uh, yeah. you know, yeah. Jack and Daxter. Uh, Jack and Daxter do have a movie. No, not Jack and Daxter. I guess it was Ratchet and Clank. But still, Ratchet my point Clank. remains: yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog has an actual Hollywood movie, not yeah. a cartoon. Yeah. Um, and and none of the mascots for the PlayStation Two do. <laughs> no, and Mario's coming out with a movie. So right. So the yeah. SNES, but it should be, but I'm, this should, these are not valid qualifications. No, those but, are not quali- good qualifications. Uh, yeah, no. But, you know, my, my point is Genesis has Sonic. And the PlayStation 2 has tons of great stuff, but it's not a, a, as iconic as yeah, Sonic. Yeah, they never really nailed their exclusives. And, you know, you know when they had the, 
uh, like the Final Fantasy games, you know, that was, you know, that was yeah. huge. But now they've lost that, all those exclusives, you know, it's like, uh, well, they own some of them now, but so many of those were like, you know, going over to Xbox 360 and different things. So, yeah, right, know, right. You know? But, uh, yeah, yeah I I, okay, the, I so the list as it is, let me just run yeah, through let's it. Do it. Let's go the through list it. as it is NES, SNES, Genesis, PS2, GameCube, N64, PlayStation, Dreamcast, Xbox 360, Atari 2600. You know, I'm, I'm surprised, honestly, about some of these and where we ended up with some of these. Like but what? I love this list. I really like what. It, well, oh, I see. So, You're surprised at the like, just like naming. You'd be like, oh, PlayStation. What yeah. top ten video games list? Where you put it? And you'd say four instead of seven. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like okay. yeah, the PlayStation. I thought would have been higher, or the Xbox 360 would have been higher, or man, yeah. even yeah. The, you know, maybe even the PS2 being lower in some you know some examples, but but. As it is, I, I feel like this it, is a pretty good list. I'm oh, happy. yeah, and with our discussion, I think it really helped with, like, yeah, okay, oh, yeah. both of us throwing out why we feel like I really – I love this list. I think it's great. I think it's good. I'm really? I think I'm it's stoked. good. And I'm stoked, you know, uh, real quickly, we should talk about, like, we're going to kind of do some other lists we're thinking. For oh, yeah. Podcasts. We'll definitely return uh, – to a ranking i don't know if we'll make every episode ranking because no no we should stay away from that but i do like the idea of doing a uh a portable official gaming portable ranking and then uh retro uh gaming system ranking such as anything from you know the ambernix to the uh analog pocket the the steam deck even yeah yeah so that'll be fun. Uh, we'll definitely be coming back to some rankings for sure. Um, next next podcast will be uh, my birthday podcast. So look yep. forward to that. I'm, We're I'm very looking forward to the that. The 70s and what that was like. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who weren't there. But uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to talk um, about. I've got some things. Yeah, so that's, that's our episode. This is our, t- this is our official, yes, not our very, official not objective at all list. Yeah. of the top 10 retro consoles that's right uh and we will catch you next time take care <laughs>